Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company, and I hope you'll give them a call. Visit the website. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We've got a great show lined up for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator and soon-to-be president of the Senate here in Florida. Also, we'll visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley is the founder of President Less Government. And Linda Harden, my wife, will be joining us as well. It is June the 21st, and by the way, yesterday was the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. It is June the 21st, and on this day in 1788... New Hampshire became the ninth and last necessary state to ratify the Constitution of the United States, thereby making the document the law of the land. By 1786, defects in the post-Revolutionary War Articles of Confederation were apparent, such as a lack of central authority over foreign and domestic commerce. uh, Congress endorsed a new Constitution, and on May 25, 1787, the Constitutional convened at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, on uh, September the 17th, 1787, after three months of debate and moderation, uh, moderated by Convention President George Washington, the new U.S. Constitution, which created a strong federal government with an intricate set of uh, checks and balances, was signed by 38 of the 41 delegates present at the conclusion of the convention. As dictated by Article 7, the document would not become binding until it was ratified by nine of the 13 states, Beginning on December the 7th, five states, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Georgia, and Connecticut, ratified it in quick succession. However, other states, especially Massachusetts, opposed the document as it failed to reserve undelegated powers to the states and lacked constitutional protection of basic political rights such as freedom of speech, religion, and the press. In February 1788, a compromise was reached under which Massachusetts and other states would ratify, agree to ratify the document, which is with assurance that the amendments would be immediately proposed. The Constitution was thus narrowly ratified in Massachusetts, followed by Maryland, South Carolina. On June the 21st, 1788, New Hampshire became the ninth state to ratify the document. It was subsequently agreed that the government under the U.S. Constitution would begin on March the 4th. 1789. In June, Virginia ratified the Constitution, followed by New York in July. On September 25, 1789, the first Congress of the United States adopted 12 amendments to the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and sent them to the states for ratification. Ten of these amendments were ratified in 1791. In November 1789, North Carolina became the 12th state to ratify the Constitution. Rhode Island, which opposed federal control of currency and was critical of compromise on the issue of slavery, resisted ratifying the Constitution until the U.S. government threatened to sever commercial relations with Rhode Island. On May 29, 1790, Rhode Island voted by two votes to ratify the document, and the last of the original 13 colonies joined the United States. Today, the U.S. Constitution is the oldest written constitution in operation on the globe. Amazing. And that's how that all happened. On Saturday, the CDC followed the FDA's footsteps and recommended that all children six months through five years of age get a Pfizer or Moderna, Moderna excuse me, vaccine. While the CDC called it another important step forward in the U.S. fight against virus, some parents are still saying, we've got questions. I certainly have questions, and if I had a five-year-old or a six-month-old, I would not get the uh, inoculation or the vaccine. I just completed reading, and I hope you'll read it as well, very informative, The Bodies of Others by Dr. Naomi Wolf. It's called, the new, the byline is, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19 and the War Against the Human. Scary stuff. And uh, when you read through this, it makes you wonder, whether these agencies are really looking after uh, the best interest of human beings, I have my doubts. But uh, you should decide for yourself, especially if you have a child in your family that age. Uh, be very careful. 
The DeSantis administration said news articles claiming Florida reversed course with regards to the code vaccine for children under five are false. Some media outlets, including McClatchy, D.C., Miami Herald, and WPTV, reported that Florida reversed course and will now allow health care providers to order COVID vaccines for children between six months and five years of age. However, DeSantis administration officials said Florida never banned health care providers like hospitals and pediatrician offices from ordering these vaccines. We've always maintained the position that the state of Florida has chosen not to be involved in the pre-ordering or distribution of the vaccine for children under five. Florida is the only state not to order COVID vaccines for kids five and under. Doctors can get it. Hospitals can get it. But there's not going to be any state programs. They're not going to be, we're not going to try to, you know, get COVID jabs to infants and toddlers and newborns, DeSantis said. Florida does not recommend the vaccine to be administered to healthy children. If indeed this notion of a reversal came from the White House, then they are once again pushing their own misinformation, Griffin said. The FDA authorized the vaccines for emergency use for children six months to five years of age. Jeremy Redfern, press secretary for the Florida Department of Health, said the department chose not to participate in the vaccination program because the state health department is not following federal public health recommendations. Thank goodness. The Florida Health Department of Health has made it clear to federal government that states do not need to be involved in the convoluted vaccine distribution process, especially when the federal government is a track record of developing inconsistent and unsustainable COVID-19 policies, Redford said. Just really appreciate this point of view. They're saying, hey, parents, if this is something you want for your children to do your homework, go ahead. You can get it at many outlets. We're not going to facilitate the process. We're not going to prohibit it, but we're not going to encourage it either. I think that's a good position for uh, the state and for DeSantis to take. President Joe Biden snapped at a reporter yesterday after she asked about fears of an economic recession. Run reporter asked about a growing number of economists voicing concerns that a recession was more likely than ever. Not the majority of them. They aren't saying that. Come on, don't make things up, okay? He snapped. Now you sound like a Republican politician. I'm joking. That was a joke, he said after he gathered himself. Hey, old Joe, she may be on to something. The U.S. economy is very likely to shrink the next, this year and next. An economic model used by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York indicates that. The model predicts the economy will shrink by 0.6% this year and 0.5% next year. This is considerably more pessimistic than the outlook in March when the model predicted the economy would grow by 0.9% this year and 1.2% in 2023. According to the model, the probability of a soft landing defined as four-quarter GDP growth staying positive over the next 10 quarters, is only about 10%. The economists who managed the model wrote in a blog post on the bank's uh, Liberty Street Economics website, conversely, the chances of a hard landing defined it to include at least one quarter in the next 10 in which four-quarter GDP growth dips below minus 1% as occurred during the 1990 recession are about 80%. The economist said the model results uh, turned grimmer during the con- continuation of the cost push shocks that have hit the economy since 2021, resulting in a higher projection for inflation and somewhat lower projection for output of growth. As well, the economists now expect tighter monetary policy in 2022 and 23, with a much steeper climb in interest rates. Last week, the Federal Open Market Committee, the Fed's Monetary Policy Unit, raised its target rate by 0.75% to a range of 1.5% to 1.75%. This is the first time since November 1994 that the Fed has raised its target by three-quarters of a percentage point in a single meeting. The New York Fed economists pointed out that the model's results are not official New York Fed forecasts, but only an input to research staff's overall forecasting process. So, old Joe, uh, inflation and recession is here in spite of what questions you're receiving. (laughs) President Biden's multi-trillion dollar stimulus legislation, the American Rescue Plan, may go down as one of the biggest failures in history. It has failed to produce the promised jobs, wasted countless billions, and worsened inflation. Now a new study reveals even yet another way the behemoth stimulus uh, effort failed. Remember, the legislation allocated an astonishing 
$350 billion, or roughly $2,400 per federal taxpayer, to bail out state and local governments. In the uh, Democrats telling, the money was necessary because local governments were cash-strapped from the pandemic and needed to avoid laying off frontline emergency responders. That was always a lie because the expected state revenue shortfall never actually happened. Perhaps unsurprisingly, the unnecessary stimulus money sent to the state governments has proven laughably ineffective. A new NBER study by Jeff Clemens uh, of uh, estimates that the program spent roughly $855,000 for every one year of employment it preserved. $855,000. That's right, spent nearly a, a million bucks for every job they protected for a year. That's probably eight to ten times as much as the jobs actually paid. Does that sound like an efficient use of taxpayer money to you? The experts also find that the stimulus initiative had a near zero impact on national income and economic growth and modest, if any, spillover effects on the broader economy. The federal government wasted hundreds of billions of dollars to protect laughably few government jobs as a wildly inefficient rate with basically zero stimulative effect on the economy. And this is one program that isn't some exception. Some of the other provisions of the massive stimulus legislation were similarly inefficient and wasteful. But please tell me more about how the big government can fix the economy if we just keep giving them more and more power. (laughs) Unbelievable. Time and time again, we see these programs. There's always the big ribbon cutting. There's always the big excitement about the program coming out and very little follow through. And very few results, unfortunate. Well, the surge uh, in migrants uh, and the number of migrants trying to cross the southern border and enter the United States illegally is facilitating the flow of drugs and human trafficking into the country with both the United States people and the migrants themselves suffering as a result. The higher the flow of illegal immigration, the more inability we have to secure the border and the more operational control we hand over to the cartel, said Mark Morgan, former acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection. When illegal immigration is up, the more Border Patrol is relegated to a travel agency for illegal immigrants. Sad commentary indeed. Morgan said that when an overwhelming number of illegals are entering the country, large numbers of border agents, about half of the agents on duty at any given time, have to be pulled off the line to process, care for, and transfer them, leaving huge gaps for cartels and smugglers to exploit. How in the hell did border security become a right or left thing, not an American thing, he said. Illegal immigration is not a victimless crime. His comments came after the CDP on Wednesday released its latest data showing there were a staggering 239,416 encounters with migrants attempting to leave, enter the country illegally last month, marking a new record in a fourth consecutive monthly rise. Of these encounters, 222,000. 656 illegally crossed the southern border and were apprehended by southern uh, by border control. Meanwhile, 16,760 were found not to have been in the proper documents at ports of entry, though the majority were still released into the United States. Since Biden uh, entered office, there has been a sharp rise in the number of people who have crossed the southern border illegally. The figure reached about 2.4 million illegal border crossings from May 2021 to last month. 2.4 million. That's incomprehensible and unsustainable and unacceptable illegally and probably treason. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. 
Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. Among other things, they create policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative. And you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, going to visit with Boo Mortensen. Right now we have with us our state senator and soon to be uh, Florida State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. So I understand that the deadline for filing and uh, acceptance of uh, candidates has come and gone? Uh, Yes, qualifying date was last Friday at noon for all federal, state, and I believe local races. So it got to be pretty, uh, Friday was a very hectic day, and last week was even more hectic, because then as always happens, uh, you think you have a field, and then people last minute filing, and people flying up to Tallahassee to get their paperwork in. So it was uh, very stressful, but we're done. Well, that's wonderful news. Now, uh, where do we stand here uh, locally with uh, the candidates and the people that have filed? So with regard to the Florida legislature, uh, Representatives Rommel and Mello were uh, no one qualified to run against them. So they have basically been elected unopposed. Uh, No one's uh, qualified to run against me either. So um, I will take office in November. Congratulations. Lee County was a little different. So um, Representatives... Lombardo and Botana uh, were unopposed, but Representative Melica Persons has a um, uh, in the le- someone filed to run against her, I believe a Republican, so she has a primary. And um, the, the real interesting thing was Senator uh, Ray Rodriguez, um, you know, he had been telling me for the last year that at some point he would like to. Uh, to uh, work, you know, uh, for the Board of Governors in, in, a, in a very high-level position. We didn't think it would come up uh, so soon, uh, but apparently it's going to happen sooner rather than later. So rather than um, qualifying and then withdrawing, which would be very difficult, and, and then you have to, the challenges of having uh, the local Republican committee pick the candidate, et cetera, et cetera, he did not qualify uh, so at the, this happened Thursday and Friday. 
uh, Jonathan Martin, who's the head of the Lee County Republican uh, Club, he filed. Um, I was well aware of that and, and supported him in that. I, I like Jonathan. He's a good guy. Um, and, of course, all this happens at the last minute. And then two other people got in that race, one a write-in candidate that I didn't know, and then uh, one of the uh, members of the Lee County Republican Executive Committee um, filed but didn't qualify, so we don't know the status of that. So it's so it's sort of uh, um, interesting challenges as we move forward yeah. uh, with our local races. Uh, congressional, Byron Donald picked up an opponent, so he'll have um, – a race, and uh, he picked you know, up. He picked the, up a Democratic opponent or a Republican opponent. I, you know what? I don't really know. I've been so focused on the Senate. Yeah. Um, it, 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 probably a Repu- I think a Republican, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. Huh. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, in fact, I, I think you know. I, I keep getting texts and emails, and, and I just can't keep up with them, but I think it might have been a Republican. Huh. Um, and I'm trying to think. And, of course, the, uh, the all the congressional races are have multiple people in them uh, around the state. Uh, you know, last cycle, if you recall, Mario Diaz-Balart did not have opposition, but he does at this point. Uh, you know, and a lot of this is redistricting, so people are in different uh, you know, people live in different areas now, so I think that there's a lot of the turmoil with people uh, jumping in races. So this might be wishful thinking on my part, but am I uh, imagining a dearth of Democrat opposition in these races? Yes. Uh, well, you know, there's uh, there was a lot of discussion about, you know, Democrats in the past, and Republicans for that matter, have always said, well, you don't want anybody to walk in unopposed. Um and so they would put somebody in the race just so that there's a, a, a race. That that has uh, good points and bad points. Um, if if you're in a really uh, Republican district or a really Democrat district, for that matter, putting someone uh, of the other party in the race just to have a race only allows the party that has the, the most uh, voters to raise money. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, so, for example, um, um, Jonathan Martin, now with just a write-in candidate, he can go out and just continue to raise money all summer, which is good, because uh, he can raise money not just for his own campaign, but for for the sort of Republican Party, you know, for us, for Senate campaigns. So uh, there is some uh, negatives to putting somebody in the race just to do it. Uh, on the other hand, you know, there's a, there's comments about, well, you know, you've got to have uh, no one should be able to just walk in. Um, I understand that. But if there's no credible candidate, it's better not to do that. Yeah, uh, I think um, so. Well, just taking um, a, a step back, uh, how do you read the tea leaves? Are things looking good for the Republicans going into the midterms? Oh, no question. No question. I, uh, you know, to the quote. <laughs> the governor, it's going to be a blowout, <laughs> I think. Uh, and and because a lot of it is because of federal policy, and, you know, we our, our economy is, is sliding. Um, you know, gas prices are going through the roof. Yeah. Um, people are, are just disgruntled with the way the Biden administration is, is performing. Um, and, him, and as you can see by his numbers going down, and that all... Uh, affects local. Um, plus, Governor DeSantis is becoming more and more popular, not only in the, the country, but more more so in the state. So uh, because of that popularity, it'll drive people to the polls. Yeah. Um, he went on, he, and I served on this group where we uh, went out and recruited Republican um uh, to register to vote, and, and as you know, as we talked, uh, the, the amount, the number of Republican registered voters has exceeded the number of Democratic registered voters, and that makes a difference. And those people that registered are likely going to vote because they went through the trouble of registering. Right. And I assume they're, they're going to vote uh, Republican. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a it'll be an interesting summer. Um, yeah. I think. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, Charlie Crist, of course, has taken the lead. 
<laughs> in the Democrat as a Democrat candidate for uh, governor, former Republican Charlie Crist, uh, chain gang Charlie, yeah, uh, and chameleon in my opinion, political chameleon. So, but <laughs> where's he well, going to? Where's he going to go after this? I have no idea. Yeah, and that you know, I I think uh, that plays against him. Yeah, uh, people don't really know if he what he really believes. Um, whatever you say about. Ron DeSantis, you know what he believes. Uh, He's very um, articulate and forceful about his beliefs. We love that about him. Again, Kathleen Pasadena, our state senator. I genuinely appreciate your time here on the show, Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, Boo Mordson. We're going to find out what's new with Boo, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples Only Vitality and Longevity Practice, where acupuncture, Medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com, or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. And you can find find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Now it's time to find out what's new with Boo, our own homegrown Boo Mortensen, now up in the tundra in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Bob. It's a pleasure to be here. But let me tell you, I may be up in the tundra, but yesterday in Madison it was 96 and wow. today it is ninety three. Wow, and, and yet, know. and yet, I didn't don't, wasn't it like last week, like seventy four degrees or something like that. It's just been. Oh all... yeah, it swings. Oh yeah, and that's going to happen too. By the end of the week, the temperature will drop. It's crazy. I mean, the temperature swings are crazy. But today is summer solstice. It's the first day of summer. This is the longest day, but not necessarily the hottest part of the summer right uh in fact uh, does summer solstice have any special special meaning for you no no but if i was somebody that was building stonehenge it might, <laughs> yeah. it might have been more important well the reason i ask is because some people you see this as a good time to for example fast do like 24 or 48 hours of fasting that kind of thing i i don't understand it it's kind of complicated haven't paid that much attention to it but some people have real make it really relevant in terms of their personal lives my goodness. I mean, doesn't it have something to do with how the planet is spinning on its axis? Yes. It has. And it's, you know, we're facing more of the sun now. 
But most of the continental United States, the hottest, it's not the hottest, it's the longest, but the hottest part of the summer is July, early July and mid-August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. It's kind of amazing. So it doesn't have anything to do with temperature. No. In fact, uh, watching, for example, the uh, U.S. Open, you see how much lighter it is up, for example, in Massachusetts than it is down here because uh, that the tilt of the earth, of course, the, the days are longer in Massachusetts at this time of year than they are, for example, down here. You know, we closer to the equator. We're, if you're on the equator, it's the 12 hours a day no matter what. So uh, kind of interesting observation. Well, the other thing that's, that I think is kind of neat, because I love all the different planets and how they circle around the uh, sun. Yeah. And our planet spins on an axis at 23 degrees. Yeah. So that's, so keep that number in mind. Uranus uh, goes around the sun at a 98 degree tilt. Wow. Which means that we have solstice every six months. I believe they have it 80, every 84 years. Wow. That's so interesting. Uh, the, yeah. The, the planets, to me, it's just so fascinating. It's such an interesting world out there. And never mind that. I mean, how about the oceans? We know so little about the oceans by comparison to so many of the other things that we understand. And there's so much going on, things that we don't know about uh, our environment. Oh, of course. We've been to the moon. Look, how many times have we been to the moon? How many times have we been to the bottom of the Mariana Trench? Never. Well, have we been there? I don't, I'm not even certain. I don't know. They may, they may have some sort of a, a remote control, I don't know, diving bell that goes down there. But uh, look at all the time, effort, and money spent going to the moon. Yeah. And we haven't really, you're right, we haven't fully explored the planet we're on. That's exactly right. I will point out to our listeners, one of the things I admire about you, Boo, is that you are an adventurer. Uh, you've climbed, I believe it's Mount Kilimanjaro, if I'm not mistaken. You've uh, mm-hmm. done a dive, you are doing uh, skydiving, you've jumped out of an airplane. Some of the things I would never consider doing. What what drives that? What do I, I, know, I don't know. Maybe temporary insanity. <laughs> yeah. the, the hardest thing that I've done is climb uh, Rainier. That's, that's tough. That's a technique climb and I've done it twice and wow I now that I look back and think how in the heck did I do that that's uh, tough yeah amazing stuff indeed so what, scary yeah so uh what else is on your mind well I'll tell you I'm I'm very fascinated and I did not know this that you know the state you can get medical marijuana in the state of Florida however you cannot go there are no stores in Collier County yeah you cannot go to buy it and I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Why can you in Lee County, but in Collier County, and they don't want any stores in Collier County. They're trying to stop any effort to open a medical marijuana store. And I find that interesting because it's such a cash cow. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, uh, I suppose it's because it's associated with sin and guilt and all the types of things that... Uh, that you know, but you think about it, Bob. I mean, I have a medical marijuana card, so uh, go figure. But the point that I'm trying to make is that uh, you have to pay $200 to get a doctor's appointment for him to recommend it or say it, you can get it. And then you have to pay the state $200. So it's $400 a year. That's costly. And that's a lot of money going in to the state and the county. Yeah. Well, so it's not like, you know, drug addled, added uh, homeless people walking. Sure, there's that component of it. And also, they monitor very carefully how much you buy. So say, for instance, someone got hold of my card and bought tons, they'd stop them. Well, here's the other thing. It's tremendously inconvenient, too, because it's a cash business. Banks, banks won't <laughs> process no. process that business, so people have to have carry a lot of money with them. And needless to say, that creates certain risks for the uh, marijuana stores. Uh, I had a marijuana card, too, because I was I had some pain in my uh, back. Uh, I found that it had no benefit whatsoever, and I didn't have, have any particular interest in getting high or anything like that. So I just gave up the card because, to your point, it's expensive if you're not going to use it. Uh, but if, I guess it would, I think we should probably have a store here in, in uh, Collier County. It's the commissioners that decided they didn't want one here. Right. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm just, obviously they feel the negatives outweigh the benefits, but you're, you're turning down a lot of money no. and you know, the dog park and gambling, well, what's left of the dog park, that's all in Lee County. Yeah. 
Well, not only that, but that that whole area is lined with marijuana stores. I've found so you can go up there. There's and do loads some, of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go up to Lee County, right there in the old 41 and 41 that area, and you'll find uh, lots of marijuana stores. I, I boo, you bring up an interesting question. It seems to me the commissioners ought to reconsider that. I I frankly am in favor of legalizing marijuana. I think the federal mm-hmm. government should do it. Uh, number one, we do uh, medical marijuana as a workaround in the federal law. In other words, right. not wanting to uh, break federal law, so we uh, have this uh, special uh, situation of uh, medical marijuana. And uh, to me, we should just legalize marijuana, and then therefore we can control the quality of it. We can uh, the processing and the so forth. We could tax it. We can provide information about uh, overuse and all kinds of things that we could do if we. Uh, but unfortunately, right now, disputes are resolved by gangs as opposed to as opposed to uh, in courts, because you, obviously if you're dealing illegally in marijuana, you can't take your situation to court. No, but there are so many illegal marijuana farms now yeah. that, you know, they're huge profit centers for the private owner. But look at the money that goes into the state. It's jaw-dropping. It really and, is. And uh, I don't know if... So let me ask you, all the all the marijuana that is sold in Lee County and the taxes that are generated from that, does that, that stay in Lee County? I mean, a certain percentage goes to the state, but then doesn't some of it stay in Lee County? You know, I, I truly don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I, I, I don't know if a sales taxes actually stay in the county in which they're created. Maybe they do. I, the answer is, you know what? I don't know. I'll check it out, Boo. Thank you so much for bringing up the issue. Boo, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Bob. Have a great day. You as Happy well. summer solstice. Oh, thank you, Boo. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I said... I didn't get that. Could you try again? He exhausted all alternatives for pain management. Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you, too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. 
We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Seton, tell us about Less Government. Yes, we exist through the society, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and government doesn't. Yeah, that's exactly right. A lot of self-interest there. So you wrote a really interesting piece. GAO on infrastructure, spend $1.2 trillion first, make a spending plan, never. Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, this is, it's exactly what we were afraid of. You know, when we were debating the infrastructure bill, my first point was, um, aren't we paying a gas tax every gallon for decades? Why aren't you spending that on infrastructure? Yeah. And, of course, there's no answer to that. Uh, they just stole the money, I guess, and now have to print more money for an infrastructure bill. But beyond that, they, 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 were, they just threw money out there. They just shot in the money. They call it helicopter money. They just flew over with a helicopter and dropped it. They had no spending for hardly any of it. And the greatest example was the, the General Accounting Office, GAO, came out about a week ago with an analysis of the $65 billion in the infrastructure bill for broadband. Now, we've been opposing government broadband spending for decades because they've been already spending government money for decades, and they've been terrible at it for decades. Right. And so, you know, I remember 12 years ago, I was asked by, you know, by a, a company, I said, they said, what do you think the most important thing is? I said, well, I'd like to see some maps from the Federal Communication Commission. If they're going to spend money on broadband, I'd like to see some maps that shows who has connectivity and who doesn't. So if we're going to spend this money, we spend it on people that aren't connected. Well, 12 years later, they still don't have maps. See, every, they, everybody has connectivity. If they got a cell phone, they've got connectivity. Well, that's, 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 you know, I didn't get a chair. You know, I've written about this before. The government lies like crazy to inflate the unconnected number. Yeah. They don't count cell phones as connect as connected. Huh. They only count hard line fiber or cable. Which huh. of course is ridiculous. Right. Because on your four G phone you can watch high definition video without any problem whatsoever. And that's as bandwidth intensive as we get is high def video. You everyone can watch it on their phone. But the government doesn't count that as an internet connection. So they lie about it. They do, you know, what they don't know about, they lie about. What they do know about, they lie about. And so the sixty-five billion just gets, you know, thrown up on on the country, and they have no plan to spend it. They have no idea where to spend it. And as they've proven for two and a half decades now, when they do spend it, they do it terribly. They invest in terrible companies that don't that are crony companies that don't, you know, these, what happens after these infrastructure bills, after these big spending bills, is all these cronies stand up businesses that didn't exist two weeks earlier. Right. Um, uh, going back to, remember remember the stimulus under Obama in, in 09, 85% of the green energy stimulus went to Obama donors. And w what they did was they just opened up green energy companies the week after it passed or the week before it passed. Wow, and, and and they just got billion multi billion dollar checks from the government, so we have no idea how to spend this money, even if we even if we knew where to spend this money, and yet here we are spending sixty five billion dollars, and they have no idea what they're doing with it. None, literally none. Sixty five yeah. billion dollars is a lot of money. It's just unbelievable yeah. waste. And did, uh, earlier in the show, I reported the fact that we spent eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars per job. <laughs> In the in the stimulus pro project to right. preserve jobs, it's just unbelievable waste. And now we're coming up with this uh, gun control uh, program. Apparently, it's now being developed. It's going to be presented to the House or to the Senate within a week. People are not going to have a chance to read it. It's just unbelievable how this whole process well, works. Did you see? Did you see the uh, the Texas Republican convention was this week? Yes. And John Cornyn got loudly and roundly booed. Yes. Because, you know, he's awful. And, I, I mean, I have a history here. I lived in Texas when he first ran for Senate. He was the Attorney General. This is 02 is when he first ran for the Senate. And I went to see him. He had a corned in coffee. And it was these morning, these early morning things. 
And he spoke for 45 seconds and managed to massively contradict himself in 45 seconds. He said, you know, I travel all over the state when I run for statewide office, and I enjoy it very much. Because one of the problems is I'm noticing more and more doctors refusing Medicare patients because they don't get paid enough. They don't get paid in a timely fashion. And that's a terrible tragedy. And then 45 seconds later says, I'm for a, a expanding Medicare for a prescription drug benefit. <laughs> <laughs> and you I, know, so isn't, I, isn't it a delight, though, to see him booed and get that immediate feedback? Oh, my, buddy was, my buddy was at the convention. I said, were you in the room? He said, no. But, of course, he said, it's the talk of the convention. He's awful, but he keeps getting reelected. He's just, yeah. And he's like third in leadership in the Senate behind awful McConnell and, and whoever else. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's again, it, if we had this huge sweeping election, in November and take over both chambers. I'm sorry, I'm not overly enthusiastic because Mitch McConnell gets a bigger office. No, I agree. I mean, quite frankly, if I, I'm, I'm a MAGA guy, I would love to see a lot of folks who believe in making America great again is the agenda and push some of these rhinos to the side, to the sidelines, and uh, uh, get they some. They run every. They, I mean, McCarthy's awful in the House, and he's going to be Speaker of the House, and he can't even speak a full sentence. Right, and he's Speaker. Um, you know, it, it's that they. This is what happened. You know, remember in 2010 we had the big Tea Party election, and they squashed the Tea Party, and then you know uh, uh, assimilated to the Borg whatever was left. Yeah, I mean they killed it, and then and then Matt, Trump comes along, and DC in totality is trying to as quickly as possible eradicate any memory of him ever existing. Right. Um, it's just the the machine. Is very difficult to uh, defeat. So no question about it. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit the website, lessgovernment.org, lessgovernment.org. Uh, terrific website, lots of good information. Seton also writes on, what's the name of that uh, blog site there? That um, Substack. Substack, yeah, outstanding. Uh, you can also visit uh, Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden, my wife. Always interesting to hear what's on her mind as she thinks about what's happening here locally and uh, abroad. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you by Gulf Shore Playhouse. 
building a 44,000 square foot performing arts center in downtown Naples is going to be absolutely beautiful and also bringing you professional New York style theater at its very best. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us my wife, Linda. Linda Harden, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Hey, you know, uh, Gulf Shore Playhouse was a big, big part of our lives there for about 15 years. Yeah, we need to go back. I mean, it, between your surgeries and all the other stuff that's going on, that's COVID lockdowns and stuff, we just... Yeah, the, but you know what? It's, uh, if you just think about it, uh, now building this performing arts center, they've broken ground and things are proceeding uh, to build this in downtown Naples. And uh, you and I have been a big part of that for 15 years as board chairman. You And your support was just fabulous. And uh, I think we made a big difference there. Absolutely, I'm 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 proud of what we did. Yeah, me but too. But you, I mean, you you helped Kristen get that started. Like she says frequently, they would have been selling cookies on the street corner if it hadn't been for you. Well, redirecting um, everything that they were doing. So. Uh, Kudos to you. Yeah, it's a big part of my life. I enjoyed it so much. So uh, right now, the FDA has said we approve unanimously giving this vaccine. Apparently, it's going to be a half or a quarter a dose of what they give adults. By the way, it's emergency use. Emergency use to uh, to six-month to five-year-olds. Uh, unanimously approved. To me, this is an atrocity. This is just absolutely, well, it's, I, mean, I think, borders on murder. There's so much evil going on in this world right now. I, from what every which way you turn, it's just, it's just awful. And and the fact that, that people and just so you know, I mean, God loves everybody, but but He gave us all brains, to think about what we were doing, and and I, I was I was going to say, can you imagine these these mothers who are anxiously awaiting to get their their babies vaccinated? But then I go back and and remind myself of the woman I saw playing tennis yesterday with a mask on. Yeah. I mean, you just you, you just want to go shake people and say, wake up. Yeah, no, it, it's just really a shame. I just encourage our listeners to read. If you, if you have a young person in your life where giving a, uh, a shot, a vaccine to a young person is uh, in consideration, The Bodies of Others by Naomi Wolf. I encourage you to read the book. It's a terrific review of what's going on. And she now on her website, I think it's cloudhub.io, if I'm not mistaken. She's uh, put together... Cloud, va- cloud di- uh, Clout.io. Cloudhub is a is a yeah. social media. Site. Okay, so anyhow, she's uh, she's put together a group of people to do the research uh, on this uh, Pfizer uh, information that's been released, and she's got thousands of people working on this project. Three thousand, including doctors and uh, lawyers. And you know, it's so interesting. I'm so happy that she's taken on this task because keep in mind that Pfizer wanted to keep all this information undercover for seventy. Five years. years. Yep. And the judge said, no, you can't do that. And and now some, some more information. A bunch of other documents. Emerald, Emerald Robinson posted them on Telegram the other day. It was too small and too um, dense for me to, to for me to look at. But they're coming out with even more. Now, just ask yourself this. Why would a pharmaceutical company want to not have all their information about a vaccine that they're making billions of dollars on not want it to be for the public eye for 75 years. Well, I think the wake up people. Yeah, it's kind of a self-evident, isn't it? It's a, it's unfortunate, frankly. And uh, again, it, it, I don't see little kids being at risk for COVID, but irrespective of some families think it's an important consideration, please, please be informed on the risks that you're imposing on your child when you give them this vaccine. Wait, wait, the, the, the media is being so dishonest here because, um, because babies have, you know, they're 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 wanting to give these vaccines before their their immune systems are even fully intact. Oh, right, by the way, right. And and keep in mind that at the beginning of COVID, they've they've absolutely thrown this out the window. I mean, they haven't thrown it; that they've just ignored it. That babies and little children are ninety nine point nine percent unable to get this this COVID. Right. They're, they're, not, they're, not even, they're not even a risk. They're not that. even at risk. So I tell you, neither of us are medical doctors. We certainly have done our research for our own benefit. But again, the things that we continue to uncover are alarming. 
And again, uh, just to encourage our listeners, do your own research. Don't believe everything you read in the news because uh, there's we're being misled. And don't in believe so many everything ways. your doctor says. Yeah, no, because uh, the, the we're being misled in a lot of ways, especially by organizations like the WHO and the CDC and the FDA. And uh, these organizations now have been weaponized, I think, politically. I don't know what they're working to accomplish, but... If you're a conspiracy theorist. I do, theorist. but you probably taken, get taken off the air. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, so anyhow, let's let's move on to another topic. What else is on your well, mind? Well, just, just, to, just to extend this just a little bit more was that Ron DeSantis was not ordering any of these vaccines. Right. So, um, but doctors can order the vaccines independently and then farm them out. So it's all, it's all about the money. It's all about um, why are these doctors not? talking to their patients in, instead of um, having this, these vaccines readily available to shoot into little babies' arms. It is just evil. Oh, well, one of the things of people I don't trust, well, we should mention one that I do, and that Joseph Lopato is our uh, is our surgeon, surgeon General here in the state of Florida. I think he is a magnificent mind and a great leader, along with the Governor DeSantis, making decisions with regard to our public health. So uh, whatever he thinks, I will seriously consider and think about. Obviously not just follow blindly, but... Uh, and, and let me just say this, too, is that one of our, one of our uh, friends... Um, was so convinced that this vaccine was was a good thing that the FDA had approved it yeah. that this this totally and Joe Biden uh, went out and sold it on on national television and said oh the FDA has approved it well I finally sent him all the information about this com community which is the which is the vaccine that the FDA has approved but it is not available in the United States and and people don't know that they just blindly uh, believe Biden and the government and the FDA and the CDC to to your point people you need to do your own research because you're not getting the truth on the media and and so our friend um, looked it up for himself I said go look this up this is what's this is what's um, even our friend who's living in Switzerland who's a friend of this other friend told him we were seeing people die as a result of getting these vaccines you need to do your own research finally I got this long email from him yesterday saying, I stand corrected. You were right. I feel like a fool. And, and I have seen people around me die as a result of shortly after getting this vaccine. I felt so, I felt so gratified that that at least one person I know woke up. Well, it, it, and of course, uh, you can't wrestle people to the ground and make them say uncle. But some people actually see the light and don't, ex don't uh, reveal the fact that they were wrong. Uh, about this. I, I don't want people to be wrong. I, I don't like to be right about this, but quite frankly, what we're seeing right now is just absolutely unacceptable in terms of public health, uh, uh, watching what's happening in the public health arena. We need better vigilance. We need more people uh, looking out for our best interests, and we're not seeing that with the CDC and the FDA and uh, other organizations. Did you see where they're throwing Simone Gold into, into jail for six months? Dr. Simone Gold of American frontline doctors? No. Yeah, they're throwing her. They they actually stormed her house just like they did with with Roger Stone and whatever. So she was on the grounds of January sixth. Uh. She she didn't go in the Capitol or anything, but they threw the book at her. And and you know why she, they did because uh, Simone Gold was the start, uh, one of the originators of America frontline doctors, who's been absolutely, um, out in the front saying about how what a what a an assault this COVID crap has been and and how all of this information is false and they're looking to every way they can to shut down people like that yeah you know I, again i <laughs> uh, when i see what's happening at the border and they're letting these uh people come in uh, illegal immigrants not uh, getting uh, vaccinated and when i see the requirements that they have here for and even little kids to get them vaccinated i really wonder what's the motivation to this are they trying to reduce the natural uh, population of Americans here in the United States, and uh, well, that's what Bill Gates said. Yeah, I'm that's what Bill Gates said. And oh, by the way, we don't have enough time, but we could go into how how um, these food processing plants are being burned all over the country. Uh, suddenly, in, in uh, Kansas, three thousand cattle dead from the heat. Really? Then why weren't they dead in the neighboring states? That's odd. Yeah. And these chicken, these chicken, um, what do you call them? Farms have been destroyed. 
Interesting stuff. Linda Harden, I just always appreciate your commentary on the show. I wish we had more time to talk about this. Me too. Yeah, thank you so much You're for welcome. joining us. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy, the chairman of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed the show, tell your friends. Love to increase the audience and help our advertisers get the word out. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>